Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Michael Jones, who's the CEO and president of Los Angeles Copper, who are a TSX listed Canadian company focused on developing the Vista Chittas Copper Molly Porphyry project in Chile. Uh, Michael's a geologist by background with a proven track record in discovering and developing mines. Um, And he's here today to tell us more about Los Angeles Copper and the milestones that they have uh, achieved. So that's welcome, Michael, to the podcast. How are you doing, Michael? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I appreciate your time as well. Um, obviously, you're Canadian, but you are in London and moved over to the UK. So um, welcome. Um, Thank you. I wondered if you can just give us um, a background about yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about your career, probably from when you sort of graduated how your career has developed to sort of current day. Great. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm a geological engineer by background, went to University of Toronto. Um, and I've always really kind of worked on my own, uh, largely on companies actually that I've founded. So companies that I've uh, founded are such as Mag Silver, which is a major silver discovery in Mexico. Uh, Platinum Group Metals, I worked with for 20 years as a founder and uh, outlined 19 million ounces of uh, resources there. Um, also, uh, West Vault Mining uh, with a deposit in Nevada. All of those projects really have been developed from the discovery stage up into uh, advanced engineering and, and construction decisions. And uh, that's really my specialty is bringing these projects along. Um, and I was very attracted to uh, Los Andes because it was a classic world-class asset that was ready to take those steps and, and move towards uh, the next phases of engineering and development. So uh, this really fits right into my career background, and I uh, was very pleased to get a get a call and the opportunity to be able to join this uh, this team. Yeah. Um, wonder if you can give us an overview of the company, Los Andes. <clears throat> sure. Well, Los Andes is focused on the Vista Cheetahs uh, deposit. Um, it's been around for a long time. Many people would would know the asset in the mining circles, and it's been fairly fragmented in land positions and permits and so on for quite a long time. So it's not been easy for the company to be able to move this asset forward into the next stages of development. And that's all changed now. Um, the asset is well consolidated within Los Andes, uh, listed on the TSX uh, V under the symbol LA. Um, and we're able now to advance this project rapidly. So we've actually got permits for uh, over 300 drill holes to continue to expand this resource. So it's already a world-class asset, uh, about 13 billion pounds of copper and copper equivalent. Um, so it's massive. It's truly world-class. It's 1.2 billion tons of measured and indicated resource, classic porphyry copper, um, but it hasn't been fully explored yet. And right now, we're, we're drilling to expand that deposit and looking at some of the higher-grade areas. So it's a very exciting time for the company. And uh, the team is also world-class. That's part of what attracted me to this asset was that you've got people on the ground in Chile that come from the porphyry copper and major copper industry. So Fernando Portilla is the executive chairman. 
50 years of experience in big copper companies. Uh, Manuel Mata, also a 20-year-plus experienced engineer on the mine plan. So the team that's putting this engineering and package together to move it up the curve are truly world-class, which matches the asset. And what was interesting is when I investigated the company, really, not a lot of people knew about it. It had really been um, pretty a private sort of public company for quite a long time. And now is the opportunity to both move the company forward, but let people know about it. Um, obviously, you've been uh, newly appointed as a CEO, and you may have sort of covered this in what you just said. But I suppose what really, what were the main points that actually attracted you to, to the company? Was it, was sure, it the well, asset? Was it the management? Was it a combination of both? Or was it something else? Yeah, it's really it's really three things that you look for if you're going to invest your money as a shareholder. It was the same thing for me investing my time and effort as a, as a CEO. And you know, the first thing is what's the setting around the commodity? You know, when I look at uh, Vista Cheetahs, it's a world class copper asset. What's the background around copper? And you know, we can talk about it in a minute. But I think it's a tremendous time for copper. And the world is moving towards electrification. So that was super attractive, just the setting around the metal in the first place. The second thing was the asset itself. And one of the things I did was a lot of due diligence on this before I joined as CEO. A lot of the work's already been done. What was the quality of that work? And I went through the data room, through all of the technical work that had been done as an engineer. And I was extremely impressed. And the team has advanced this work uh, up to PFS level, which is yet to be completed, but they've done a lot of the work already. And I was very impressed with how that was organized and done. And then the final thing is, what's the setting in the investment market? Um, Is this company fully valued? Do all the analysts know about it? And it's already trading at, at full value, or maybe it's overvalued. And this particular case against its peers, this company is trading at a third of what its peers are trading at when I look at the net present value of the asset. So that was extremely attractive to me to, to put effort into getting that exposure out there. So you know, I, I would say commodity, technical work, and valuation were the three things that I looked at before I came on as CEO. Yeah. Um, obviously, can you tell us a little bit more about copper and obviously its, its role in electrification um, and the gl- global green transition and how Los Angeles um, and it's Vista Cheetah's project fits into sort of all, all of this. Yeah, well, I mean, most people know that we're moving towards electrification. I think that's a, a well-acknowledged fact even before uh, COP26 COP and so on came out. But, you know, I think electrification uh, in the background, people don't recognize the major changes that are going to come with copper as a result. Um, so the, the first thing is just in electrification and urbanization around the world, a lot of people are urbanizing. And they're urbanizing in a way towards high electrical usage. So not only just in the normal household wiring and plumbing and sort of uses that we're used to, but looking at electric vehicles. Electric vehicles, of course, have a lot of windings. Every electric motor is is heavily loaded with copper. There's a huge increase in the amount of copper in a vehicle. And then there's the transmission of the increased load of electricity itself. And another factor that a lot of people don't count into uh, uh, effect is is the sustainable nature of electricity generation. So if we're going to look at sustainable sources of electricity, we're looking towards uh, small areas generating electricity, all needing to be connected to the grid. So it's estimated that sustainable energy uses about six times as much copper as a conventional source of energy because of this distribution. 
So you've got a massive increase in the amount of copper. On the flip side of that, of course, is the supply side. So what's the supply of copper doing? Well, Chile, where the project is based, is a third of the world's copper uh, production. And those mines have been around for a long time. So there's an enormous amount of sustaining capital and a generally declining grade profile that's going on behind the scenes. And that sets a very tight market for this metal. The other thing is a lot of the easy deposits, the big ones right at surface, have been found. And Vista Chitas is very interesting because it is 13 billion pounds of copper sitting relatively near surface at a low elevation in terms of access. It's not way up high in the mountains and it's near infrastructure. So all of those are very unusual features that contrast the general market for copper and this drive towards electrification with a relatively tight supply. Um, obviously, you mentioned Chile's significant uh, producer of copper. Um, how important is it for the country to inevitably uh, electrify, electrification-driven demand increase for that uh, critical mineral? Sure. Well, just to be precise, um, in 2020, Chile produces five, produced 5.7 million metric tons of, of copper, or 28.5% of the world's copper. But also in Chile itself, it was 48% of exports and 10% of GDP for Chile for the last two decades. So, you know, Chile and copper are almost synonymous. Um, it's a cornerstone of the Chilean economy. and. Regardless of politics in Chile, there's no question that copper development has to be part of its future. Um, economically, there's no choice. What's interesting, too, is that even just to sustain current copper production, there's $68 billion worth of sustaining capital that has to go in in the next few years. That's just to hold it even. So the investment climate is not only about growth of copper and new deposits like Vista Chitas, but it's also about even just being able to keep the investment climate stable enough that that sustaining investment can go in. And I think that's a perspective that you know a lot of investors might not see, is that it's not only a cornerstone of the economy, but it also needs investment constantly to keep the production the way it is. Yeah. And how is the government's thesis on copper? Obviously, it's a, it's a major commodity for the country. How, are, how I mean, open are they uh, with, I suppose, new companies coming into, coming into the country um, exploring for copper, and how how is the mining legislation? And is it pretty easy to do business with them? Is there a lot of pushback? How, how would you sum it up with um, well, them? The, relations? The, sure. The first thing is is that mining rights are are uh, very secure in Chile. So your your fundamental right to mine is very secure under the constitution. That's the first point, as you would expect. Um, the second thing is, you know, in all mining environments right now, we have. Uh, two things going on. The, the first one is uh, the drive to increase sustainability and governance around the environment. And Chile's no exception. And that's a global trend that all mining companies have to be aware of and live within. So I think Chile's no different. Uh, governance and environment are going to be uh, much more important going forward. And all companies have to work with that. And that creates a kind of level playing field, if you will, in terms of that environment around the world. I think every country is the same. Um, the second thing is there has been some uh, increase in pressure around taxes, and we've had some super taxes proposed uh, by the Chilean government. It remains to be seen what the final outcome of all that discussion is. And there's a second round of the presidential election coming up in mid-December, uh, which will be important. 
And I think, again, it doesn't matter whether it's left or right side of the political table that wins. You go back to the cornerstone of the investment in the country. So, you know, we, we feel that mining legislation uh, in Chile is very stable, strong um, because of this importance in the economy. It's really a, a, a net uh, uh, has to be maintained um, is the way I would characterize it. And some investors are concerned about, obviously, po uh, politics and royalties uh, in Chile. Um, we've seen some aggressive statements in Peru. What can you say about Chile and the environment, environment for mining? Yeah, I think this is part of the political debate. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, are we likely to see some increase in, in taxes and, and uh, taxes on extremely high profits? Uh, probably. Um, and again, this is a global trend. So the competitive environment around is is the same, um, and so we're seeing this in many many countries uh, around the world. And at the, the end of the day, you don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden egg or the copper egg, um, as the case may be. So I think you're going to see a, uh, an environment that uh, that allows for sustaining capital and new capital to come in to keep Chile's leading position in copper uh, as it is. Uh, so back to the. Uh, Vitus Titus uh, Copper Project um, is looking like a well, obviously a world-class project, as you mentioned, and obviously a global, globally significant asset. You're currently uh, drilling in advance of finalization of the resources for the upcoming pre-feasibility study. How is, right. uh, how is the actual project developing? Well, we're really excited about this phase. Um, as I said, part of the area to the north of the deposit, directly in contact with the deposit, we haven't been able to drill for some time, and uh, that's where we're drilling right now as we speak. Um, so we're gonna go up to three drill rigs shortly, likely to add more drill rigs early in the new year. So we're really uh, going after this higher grade portion of the north part of the deposit. And uh, we're very excited about that. We're also excited about the depth potential. Um, typically these porphyry copper systems, uh, they become uh, stronger at depth and more mineralized at depth. And we see that in some of our uh, earlier drilling. But exploring north and deeper is something that we're doing right now with the drill turning. I watch that every morning. And for investors, um, this is an opportunity to see what the true potential of this system is. So I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to be part of this change in the dynamic of this world-class system. Yeah. Um, and what would you like to say to any potential investors who are um, looking to potentially invest in the company? Well, really, it's to think about the company like uh, I did when I decided to join that, you know, uh, there's three reasons to be interested in as an investor. First one is it's a great time for copper. Um, the second one is it's a great time for the company. You know, we're, we're clearly not trading on the existing asset with our peers. There's an opportunity for this company to re-rate. Um, we're seeing analysts now start to pick up on this. We're, we're presenting to a lot more people and we're starting to see the investment community take notice, um, doing that even uh, later today uh, on a sales desk. Um, so it's a great time for the company. And then, you know, f finally, uh, this is a world-class asset, which is going to roll out. And then we're going to see exciting developments start to roll out. So the valuation has the opportunity to change with news and with just a recognition of what the company has. So it's, it's the right time to be here. Yeah. And a conclusion... What's the outlook for the next sort of 12 to 18 months? And is there anything else like you would like to add? Well, I think the, 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 the thing is really around milestones. So uh, 
next milestone is uh, drilling results, which we expect early in the new year. So you really should look at the company, uh, uh, you know, in this period going up into the first part of uh, 2022. Um, we've got a milestone for the pre-feasibility study at the end of the first quarter. That might get pushed out a little bit if the drill results are as significant as we think. We may have to remodel the pit a bit, which will be for good reason. But that pre-feasibility study into next year is going to be a major engineering milestone for recognition of the asset. And then finally, uh, really just re-rating of the company, which will occur over the next uh, three quarters, really, where we get the company recognized by the investment community. So that's what investors should be looking for. And uh, those are pretty immediate uh, milestones. And uh, yeah, that's that's why you should be uh, here as a shareholder. Yeah. Mike, really appreciate your time. It sounds like an interesting uh, journey that you're going to be on over the next sort of nine to 12 months at least, if not obviously further on. Um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, um, how can they go about doing that? Are you on any social media platforms? Uh, the, the company's uh, not specifically on, uh, on Facebook. There's a project Facebook page, but there's uh, uh, really just come through our website at uh, losandes.com. That's the, the best way to find us. Yeah, no worries. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly exciting time, especially with the re-rating. Obviously, that will um, help help obviously with um, with the, your valuation, and um, we'll obviously wish you wish you well in that. Um, hope audience, I hope you enjoy listening to this. Please uh, pass and share this episode on. Um, there's obviously some great content around the company um that um michael has presented um copper is obviously essential and there is an undersupply of the of the of the um commodity and it certainly is needed for the the next next coming decades so um, appreciate if you can share and like this episode if you're watching on the youtube channel appreciate if you can uh, share and like the episode push it out to all corners of the universe um so because obviously some people that may not even be involved in mining may come across this and um obviously uh, get their interest so michael really appreciate your time again and um until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry